engaged to Herschel Beltax's daughter, Flesto. Sometimes it happens that a person ages more in one day than in ten years. When I became engaged, I suddenly felt grown up. Seemingly the same boy, but yet uh, not the same. From the smallest boy to the rabbi himself, they all treated me with respect. After all, I was a young man engaged to be married, and I had a watch. No longer did my father scold me. And as for whippings, that was out of the question. How could you whip a young man who wore a gold watch? It would be a shame and a disgrace. Once a boy named Eli, who, like me, was engaged to be married, received the whipping in Cheder because he was caught skating on the ice with some peasant boys. The whole town talked about it, and when his fiancée learned of the scandal, she cried so long that her parents broke the engagement, and the young man Eli was so broken and ashamed that he wanted to throw himself into the river. Fortunately, the water was frozen over. Such a calamity befell me too, but not over a whipping, and not over skating on ice, but over a fiddle. And here is the story. In our tavern we had a frequent guest, Chechchek, the band leader, whom we called Colonel. He was a strapping fellow, tall, with a large, round beard, and sinister eyebrows. His speech was a mixture of several languages, and when he spoke he moved his eyebrows up and down. When he lowered his eyebrows, his face became black as night, and when he raised them, his face glowed like the sun, because under those thick eyebrows was a pair of eyes that were bright blue and full of laughter. He wore a uniform with gold buttons, and that was why we called him the Colonel. He came to our tavern frequently, not because he was a heavy drinker, because my father used to make a raisin wine, the best and rarest Hungarian wine, that Chechek could hardly praise enough. He would put his enormous hand on my father's thin shoulder and roar in his queer mixed language, Herr Kellermeister, you have the best Hungarian wine in the world. There is no such wine even in Budapest. Fred Boos, Chechek was very friendly with me. He praised me for my stories and liked to ask questions like, Who was Adam? Who was Isaac? Who was Joseph? You mean Joseph, I would say. I mean Joseph. Joseph, I corrected him. To us he is Joseph. To you he is Joseph. Joseph or Joseph. It's all the same, all equal. With this go, yet no. But when I became engaged, Chechek's attitude also changed. Instead of treating me like a child, he began to talk to me as an equal, to tell me stories of the army and musicians. The colonel had wonderful stories to tell, but no one had time to listen except me. Once, when he was talking about music, I questioned him. What the instrument does the colonel play? All instruments, he said, and raised his eyebrows. The fiddle, too, I asked, and his face became, in my eyes, the face of an angel. Come to my house one day, he said, and I will play for you. I can only come on Sabbath, but please, colonel, no one must know. Prezed Bohem he said fervently, and raised his eyebrows. Chechek lived far off beyond the town, in a small white cottage, with small windows and brightly printed shutters, surrounded by a garden full of bright yellow sunflowers that carried themselves as proudly as lilies or roses. They bent their heads a little, swayed in the breeze, and beckoned to me. Come to us, young man, come to us. Here is space. Here is freedom. Here it is bright and fresh, warm and cheerful. And after the stench and dust of the town, 
the noise and turmoil of the crowded cheder, I was glad to come, for here was space and freedom. Here it was bright and fresh and warm and cheerful. I felt like running, leaping, yelling, singing, or like throwing myself on the ground with my face deep in the fragrant grass. But that is not for you, Jewish children. Yellow sunflowers, green grass, fresh air, the clean earth, the clear sky. They are not for you. When I came to the gate the first time, I was met by a shaggy black dog with fiery red eyes who jumped at me with such force that I was almost knocked over. Luckily, he was tied to a rope. When Chechek heard me yell, he came running out of the house without his uniform on and told the dog to be quiet. Then he took me by the hand and led me up to the black dog. He told me not to be afraid. Here, pat him. He won't hurt you. And taking my hand, he passed it over the dog's fur, calling him odd names in a kindly voice. The dog dropped his tail, licked himself all over, and gave me a look that said,